Gemaran et Darit, la flamme de Hait, ma sechet, Freddy Hatzlaha, Miriam, Bat Esther, Behekere, Edwin Tenaten. Amen. Today's daf is being studied as well for the Fuashilema Yona Gershon ben Ahuva Golda, Shoveni Tua Hayom, and Nanifanalo, Betok Shan Hola Amu Israel. Amen. We begin today's daf on Lamed Hait. Amud Rishon, and we are a few lines down, uh, starting from Amar Bhamma Barhanina. Gemara says, Lo he'eshil Moshe, ela mepesultan shel luchot. Moshe Rabbeinu became wealthy from the pesolet, uh, is the shearings of the luchot, the chiselings of the luchot. Shne'emar pesol lecha. So when he made the second Luchot, <coughs> the first Luchot were made in heaven. The second Luchot is Pesolecha, implying that the Pesolet, the chiselings, when you chisel the Luchot, will belong to you. And we know that these were made out of a very precious stone, sapphire. Therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu became wealthy from those, uh, that dust. Amazing Gemara. At least it's a Haba Amina that the Torah was only given exclusively to Moshe Rabbeinu and to his uh, descendants. You're going to write it for yourself and chisel it for yourself. Just like the Pesolet belongs to you. The writing belongs to you also. Mm-hmm. So then how did we end up getting the Torah then? Moshe Rabbeinu was generous. He said, listen, it's a good item. Moshe Rabbeinu has a good eye. And therefore he, what we would say, uh, shared the wealth with Klai Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu was the epitome of Tov'ayin. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? He's saying that we didn't get the Torah, we only got through Moshe. Mativ Rav Hasda. Moshe is talking. At that time, God commanded me, Lelamedetchem. The Pasuk says that God commanded me at the time to teach you. So that's the question. Which means it sounds like God commanded me to teach you. So therefore, it wasn't God, Moshe Rabbeinu's nice generosity, he was commanded to teach it to us. So the Gabbana says, no, learn it like this. Mm-hmm. I was commanded, and then I, on my own, went and gave it to you. Mm-hmm. So it breaks up the pasuk. And then after I was commanded on my own, I went and uh, I gave it over. The Gabbana then says, wait. Look, behold. As God commanded me, uh, that, 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 that I've given you. I taught you based on the tzivu of Hashem. So it sounds like he was commanded from Hashem to teach us. Same answer. I was commanded, then on my own, I went and gave it to you. So it's uh, right this shira, and then it says, and teach the Jewish people the shira. We're assuming over the shira is the Torah. So God's saying, write the Shira and then give it over. 
No, Hashira Lechuda Lechude. No, the Shira is referring to Ha'azinu. Okay, give them Ha'azinu. That's it. They don't, uh, they're not the best of the Torah. Hashira Lechude. So the Gemara says, Lema'an Tehiyeh Liya Shira Zot Le'ed B'Bnei Yisrael. It says the Shira is going to be a testimony for B'Nei Yisrael that what? That if they don't follow the Torah, they're going to have punishment. Well, that means obviously they got the Torah. Well, 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 how could the Ha'azinu be an Ed? Ed for what? There's no Torah. So the Gebras are right. That's it. We, we have to concede that the Torah actually was given to everybody. To Moshe Rabbeinu and to Bnei Israel. Ela, what did Moshe Rabbeinu give us from his own? Pilpula be'alma. He gave us the pilpul. Which means all the deep, uh, uh, you know, back and forth uh, analysis of the Pesukim and of the whatever, of the Torah... That already God gave to Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu gave it over to Bnei Yisrael. Amar Rabbi Yohanan. Rabbi Yohanan comes along and says, Good morning, Rabbi. Amar Rabbi Yohanan. Interesting Gemara. That Borei Olam does not mashre shechina, ela al gibor. So one, first you have to be a gibor. Ve'ashir, have to be wealthy. Ve'hacham, ve'anav. So it seems there's prerequisites before a person's ra'oi uh, to get shechina. Uh, <coughs> so the Gemara says, I once heard that the main midah is anav, obviously, but without the pre, without the other midot, then you have nothing to be anav about. <laughs> so therefore, you know, if you're not a hacham, you're not an ashir, you're not a gibor, so therefore you just... You know, you don't have too much quality, so you're honest, you know. But when a guy has so much great things going for him, then it just makes the midav anava that much greater. So therefore, it's really all about, <coughs> it's really all about all the anava. It's a heki timse in order to make the midav anava greater. V'chulan mm-hmm. Moshe. All these midot actually we learned from Moshe, which there's your answer, by the way. And since this Moshe had been possessed all of it, that's why he was the most anav. Because since he had all the other qualities as well, so that... When, when, he, when he applied Anava, the Anava of Moshe Rabbeinu becomes the greatest of Anava because he has so much, so much greatness inherent. Gibor Dichtiv. So how do we know Moshe Rabbeinu was a Gibor? Because <coughs> it says the Pasuk. Which is incredible that Moshe Rabbeinu, he covered the Mishkan with the Ohel. <coughs> now uh, we all know that the pasuk is to be read literally. He did it himself. We know the kedashim were ten amot. It's about twenty feet. So in order to cover it, you have to be at least twenty feet, because he's taking the oil and he's covering him. So they're assuming that just like he had super height, he must have had super strength as well. That's the assumption of the Gemara. And then so so tall that he has such. Uh, bold physical features, that therefore must be his strength also was uh, commensurate to his height. But the Gemara says, maybe not. <coughs> right? The Gemara says, maybe uh, we can say that he was arich, he was uh, high, but he was katin, he was weak. You, know, you have tall people that are weak, therefore it's not necessarily, necessarily true that just because he was tall, that he was strong. Ela min haden kira. <coughs> it's like Yerushalmi talk again. Min haden kira. 
And we also learned that before he passed away, he also reached Shar, Shar Nun. That's why it says um, in the Pasuk, Har Nebo. Mekubalim say Nebo is Nun Bo. Nun Bo, that by the time he passed away, he reached the, uh, he reached the level of uh, Nun Bo. And how do you know that he, he, was, he was 50 minus 1? Shnei Amar, Vatahasereu Me'at Melohim. Vatahasereu Me'at. Uh, the and we once explained that the Pasuk is coming to say that he was not just Anab, but first he was an Ish. That because he was such an Ish and had so much great things going for him, he had, he had what to be humble about. So therefore the first accomplishment of Moshe that he was an Ish. And then after Moshe Rabbeinu was an Ish, then already he applied Anava to it. <clears throat> and since he was so accomplished in other things, his Anava already was so, was so great. And as we said again, the main Midah is the Anava. Like the Gemara said in Sota, that God only rests the Shekhinah on the humble people. And it says, Ve'et deka ushfad ruach. Ve'et deka. The Pesuk says, Ve'et, meaning, and I am associated with the Daka. Daka is the, the downtrodden. That's the Anava. Amar Bihanan. Kolanivim Ashilim Hayu. 
Okay, it's good business. Mm-hmm. So all the Nevi'im were wealthy. Minalan, Memoshe, Umeshemuel, Umeamos, Umeyona. So that's it, we have four examples of it. So I guess what? Four means everybody? Because when you see it against the three times, it would have been a Hazakah, that would have been good enough, but we found it even Hazakah plus. So if we found four Nevi'im that are rich, Stamara, that's. Uh, all the she taught exactly. Yeah. Even though no she taught, it says four. But then we know she taught. And the Vim we have four. Moshe tichtiv lo hamor echad mehem nasati. Okay, so this, this is the proof. The Gemara says <coughs> at one point Moshe Rabbeinu says, "I did not take one donkey. Did I ask you for one donkey? <coughs> now ibelo agra. If he meant to say." That uh, I didn't take it without getting, uh, you know, uh, I, I didn't take it for free. So what, what is he? Uh, what is he trying to say? I didn't take it for free. What? Apokes somebody that did take it for free. That's called the ganav. Well, you, you took it without paying. What is he trying to say? I didn't take it for free. <coughs> so he's always saying, well, I wasn't a ganav. Agra, yeah, agra is payment. So he's saying, mm-hmm. uh, if he's trying to say that, you know, I, I, I didn't take a donkey over here without paying. I mean, I paid for it always, as opposed to what? I didn't steal it from you. <laughs> Why is that a praise to Moshe? He didn't steal a donkey from the people. What does he come with? To a guy that takes it without, without paying? <clears throat> that wouldn't be a praiseworthy. That's a, uh, a ganav. That's what he's saying. He's saying, even though I was able to afford it, <coughs> I didn't. Uh, I didn't have to pay for uh, for for hamul because I was self self sufficient. I was. I was my. I was. I was uh, self supportive. Buying something is considered dependency. Well, the Gemara is going to say in a second. But the Gemara is saying the fact that he didn't have to pay for it. That means he must have had it. So the Gemara says, "Well, Dilma Mishum Da'anihu." Maybe that's why he didn't pay for it because he didn't have the money to pay for it. <laughs> You're assuming that he didn't pay for it because he must have had it. It's good, but I'm saying, ah, I, did I ever have to rent a donkey from you? No, you don't have to rent a donkey because you don't have the money to rent a donkey. You, you were poor. <coughs> so the Gemara says, Ela min pison lecha. I back to that again. I don't know why the Gemara forgot that originally, but the Gemara already falls back to her, pison lecha. And we learned this morning that the psol, the psolet of the Luchot went to Moshe. Pison ta yeshelcha. What was he trying to say? I didn't take it for nothing. No, it's assumed that he took it, but I didn't take it for nothing. I mean, you took it, you didn't pay. I didn't take it and pay. Who's the Moshe Rabbeinu is not going to take something without paying? Even if somebody was offering me a matana, I wouldn't take it. The Gemara will say that maybe by Shemuel, but by... by, 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 by can it end that the Gemara right away rejected this answer because we know we had the answer of Pesotan uh, uh, here. But that, that, that's, that's not going to show that he's rich. So I didn't take a matana that shows he's rich. Even if you learn it like you're learning. I didn't take a matana. Because he has. Maybe. maybe Yeah, yeah. Not that not he's rich. He wants to live. And if you take gifts, you don't live. So maybe that's the reason why. He was a poor guy, but he knew that Sonema Yeah, yeah. It doesn't show that he rejected the gift that necessarily he's rich. <coughs> anyway, the Gibbara says... Right, the, the whole premise is uh, because because he didn't rent the dog assumes it's a horse maybe. Yeah, well, well that's he, it's, they assumed that they you know he he didn't have to he didn't have to pay for these things because he had them. And the Gabriel says, "Who told you?" 
And, 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 even, and even if he had a donkey, like his ass, that made him what? That means he's wealthy? But can the air, can the with the Gemara's point is, is the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu was saying this to the people. Hamor is in a mashal. Hamor is like just wanting, I don't need you for anything. Did I, did I get one donkey? He was talking in an example. Just like I didn't take a donkey, I didn't need anything from you. Shemuel Dechtiv. This is Shemuel now. Hinini Anubi. Neged Hashem. Beneged Meshicho. Echor Mila Kahti. Vahamor Mila Kahti. Back to this again. Same story like Moshe. Whose donkey did I ever take? So look at what do you mean take? Ibechinam. If he's saying, I never took your donkeys without paying, for free. So what is, what is he coming to La Pukeh? To a guy who does take it for free? La Pukeh man de shakal bechinam. A guy that takes bechinam is a ganav. So therefore, what is he saying? I never took anything for free. I, I was never a thief. Ella must be. Ella dafidu b'schar. I never paid. So you see what? That uh, he had the money. And uh, he, oh, he, had the, he had the donkeys himself. He didn't need to pay for it. Who sold you? Same story of Moshe Rabbeinu. Maybe the reason why he didn't pay for the donkeys is because he couldn't afford it. And therefore maybe it was an Ani. Now we know that Shemuel traveled with his, uh, with his house. Wherever he went, he brought all his, all his stuff with him. He didn't take. He didn't need. He didn't any. He didn't need anything from the people. He didn't need any of their favors. He didn't need even lodging. So wherever Yishmuel went, betor imo. That 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 assumes that, you know, he was uh, he was wealthy. Amarava gadol mashe amar shne emar b'shmuel yoter mashne emar me'moshe. Interesting. It's even greater what was said by Shmuel than what was said by Moshe. The idul b'moshe rabenu ketiv. I didn't take a donkey from you. Right? I didn't even, I didn't even pay. What does it mean? Afilu b'schar. That I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have to pay for for, for, for the donkey. Ve'ilu gabe Shemuel, which means I didn't force you. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu was basically saying. I didn't force it. So Moshe Rabbeinu could have told, listen, I need a donkey. Here's the money, and give me the donkey. Even though they were, they were, maybe it wasn't uh, for rent, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't say, I didn't force you to, uh, uh, to, uh, to give me a, uh, a donkey to sell it or to rent it to me. But it was Shemuel, which means even Beratzon, which is even if they were willing to, to give it to him. He said, ah, even, though you, even though you're willing. She said, I didn't, and she said, one thing, okay, I didn't force you. But if I force you, even when you said, I'm for sale. I'm on for right. Even then, I didn't. I didn't do it. Tichtiv, vayomeru. They answered back to Shmuel. Lo ashaktanu velo ratzotanu. Even when we had ratzon to give it to you, you didn't. You didn't. Uh, you didn't do it. Amos. Had we proved Shmuel was wealthy? From the so fact that he. Um, no, no, Shmuel knows. Oh, Shmuel. Okay. Shall we prove from the Besham um, Beto? He bought his house wherever he was. Because he had, he, had, he had a lot of, uh, yeah, tent, he, he had, had a tent, he had, uh, I guess, uh, people to carry it for him or whatever. He had all, he had all the stuff, he had all the stuff. He didn't need anybody. Yeah. He tra- he tra- and he traveled the whole Israel all day long. He was independent. Basically. That's the point. He had a lot of houses? <coughs> no, no. 
Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, he had an RV. That's, that's one way of looking at it. Wherever he went, to his house. I don't think that's, the, I don't, I don't think that's <laughs> what they say. That's, that's what they say. And that's what they say. I didn't see real estate all over the world. But no, I think they say it's Kishan Beto. He traveled with his house. He traveled with his own. <clears throat> By the way, uh, uh, I think um, I think we might we might be uh, falling into a, uh, a mis- misconception what Ashid is over there. I think Ashid's got to be a zillionaire. No, Ashid means he didn't need anybody. That's what it means over there. Yeah. They think, well, he had to be like some, some zillionaire that's everything you want. No, he had the... If he has an asset... Whatever he had, he, he, he had it. He didn't need the people. That's good. Some of y'all call like him. He doesn't need the people. That's, that's what I was saying. It was Ashid. They were, they were, they were on their own. The president might be. Yeah, they didn't need the people. Now, Amos... If you, could, if you could bring me a proof that Amos was an Ashid, first find me where Amos is in the, in the, in the, in the, in the Tanakh, and then, then they almost started to. Okay. A million dollars if you, if you knew this Pasuk. The Khtib, as it says, Vaya'an Amos, Vayomer el Amatsya, Lo Navi Anochi, Velo Ben Navi Anochi. Kiboker Anochi, U Bolem, U Boles Shehakim. Shekamim. Kedem betargem Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef explained this pasuk. Arem bare gite ana veshekamim li veshiflata. Which means I'm again independently uh, wealthy in the sense that I have shekamim is what? Trees? Shekamim is what? Uh, sycamore trees? Shekamim. And what else does he have? Remember that? When, when he wanted to take the ferry outside of Eretz Israel so he could uh, run away. So the ferry had a schedule. And the guy told him, the captain, we got to wait for passengers. He said, I'll pay for the whole, for the whole boat. Just there's all the money. And if he, he basically hired the whole the private way. boat. Right. Amar Avruminos. Okay, so to rent the boat was 4,000 haba. So it was obviously it's a lot of money. And he paid it. Originally, Moshe Rabbeinu was learning Torah and it wasn't sticking. He was forgetting it. Until Bore Olam gave it to him as a matana, Shneemar. Vayiten el Moshe, kichaloto ledaber ito. Vayiten el Moshe. Ultimately, the Torah was given. And there's a lesson to be learned over here that ultimately the Torah is only understood because Hashem gives it to you as a matana. Even Moshe Rabbin, with all his capabilities, it's only understood. It's, it's, it's the wisdom of Hashem. And our finite minds cannot fathom the wisdom of Hashem, unless Bore Olam gives us it to as a, uh, as a matana, as a, as a gift. Of course, the gift will only come after the person is amel. Like it says in the Gemara Berachot, Yagata Umatsata. 
Matzata is a word that's usually used on something that happens by say hadat. Person, when you, you when you find the lost object, you don't toil to find the lost object. Lost object usually happens suddenly. So lechaura it should say yagata yagati ve velamati. I toiled and then I got the results. Now, even after the yigiah, it's a mitziah at the end of the day. At the end of the day, it's like you found it. Hashem will give it to you by say hadat. Will give it to you as a <clears throat> as a matana. All right. Now we finish with that. Now we go to the next mishnah. The Mishnah is continuing over here, uh, where a guy is mudad from his friend, and we still said that certain things are going to be uh, permissible, even though he was mudad Vezan et which we saw in yesterday's daf actually, that even though you made a mudad against the uven, does not uh, stop you from being allowed to support the uven's wife and his children. Even though the Uven is obligated to support his children, so basically you're paying a bill. And therefore maybe you're being mehanim, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's, uh, it's indirect, and therefore, um, since it's not coming directly, that's considered like a genama, and therefore it's permissible. Velo yezun et behemto. We just said indirect, and now we're going the other way. Velo yezun et behemto. So he cannot... Give panasat to the animal. Ben teme'a, ben tehora. Because, um, I guess the more you fatten up the guy's animal, basically you're being behind the guy. Exactly. That's an asset. He gave, uh, basically, it's worth more now. He went up. The other one is you just saved the money. Here, actually, his... You make his wife more valuable. Exactly. Right. This just saved the money. But Sheikh over here, he actually raised his, uh, his value, and therefore that's going to be a hana'a. Rabbi the Ezer argues, Omer, Zan eta teme'a. Hoten Iskar. You're allowed to give the teme'a, the non kosher animal. Ve'eno Zan eta tehora. Amru lo, ma ben teme'a le tehora. They basically told him, what's the difference? And if you want to say, Mutar, everything should be mutar. If you want to say asur, everything should be asur. What's the what's the chiluk? Amalehu shetehora nafsham l'shamayim ve'gufam shelo. Interesting. Which means uh, when the animal is alive and has its uh, life in it, the hanaa of the pitum of the of the fattening is l'shamayim. There's no there's no benefit of a fattened animal. However, uh, when the animal uh, dies. And then the goof is around, so then the hana'ah pitum is for him. Because I guess he eats the meat. Uh, but when it comes to a teme'ah, it's the opposite. Whether he's alive, the animal, whether he's dead, the pitum is lashamayim because she cannot be nehene, she can't eat from it. And therefore, the tame animals only omed le, le achila. And therefore, since only omed le achila, What's the difference? At least by, 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 by a kosher animal, you're benefiting the pitum. You're benefiting the pitum when, when it's dead. You have more, more meat to eat. So, but but the animal, what are you benefiting? It's l'shamayim, so to speak. Therefore it's mutar. Because you're not really benefiting from the, from the fattening of that, of that animal. You can't sell it to a goy. We don't oh, so what about selling it? But that already is uh, maybe an indirect. Let's read it on. Let's read it on. Rabbi the Ezer Omer Zanet Temeh Kedem Faresh Ve'azil. Shekevan she'en ba'lemudar hana'at achila. He holds hana'at achila. 
אין הוא נהנה במזונותיו של מדיר, בגופה שלו לאכילה, אל כך אם מפתם לא מהווה נפשיו בגופה לשם שאינו בא היתר אכילה ונמצא שאינו נהנה בפטומה. So obviously he's holding את ההנאה is, uh, is הנאת אכילה, and you don't have it. אמרו לו שלחמים right away come back and they say as we said, why? What do you mean? Yeah, it's not a benefit. Maybe you can't eat it, but you can, you can sell it. So therefore, there is a benefit of the pitum, even of a teme'ah. Or, or you can feed it to the dogs. And therefore, there's a hana'ah equally to teme'ah as there is to teoran. The Ran says, Obviously, the more mefutam, the more money you get. You're getting a benefit from the pitum because you're feeding it to the dogs. That extra. explains. His main thing is Achila. And don't tell me Melacha. It can work. That's not considered a Hana'a. Why? The Adraba, the fatter the animal, the less it works. So Adraba, the more you befatem it, you're making it less productive in the work. So basically, the only thing is more, more, more meat to eat. And since you can't eat the meat, so therefore big deal. Aba be mezonot, be hatsirichim, lekhdeh haya, lo shari rabi eliezer. Right, let's say just feeding it, not pitum, feeding it to live. There's one thing to feed it to fatten it up, and then there's to feed it just to, just to live. They're to be as well, osef. Because there is an afamelacha. So if it's hungry, how do you feed it? No problem. You can't feed it. Can't feed it. Because that's, uh, you, 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 it's going to work. You're feeding it extra. Exactly. Pitum. Exactly. Pitum. You're feeding the animal when it's hungry. You're feeding it. And it'll work. And it'll work. From the rabbis, it sounds like it's equal. Whatever you can't do by the Torah, you can't buy the Temeah. So, So he said, no, it's not so. There's a case where you're able to uh, feed the Temeah, uh, but not the Torah. But there's a case also that you can't feed the Temeah either. He just said the only reason why he answered the way he answered because Tanakama sound like they're equal. So he just said, they're not equal, but, but even even the the Ezra can agree that it's a case where you can't feed the Temeah as well. Kede lazuna. Ve'nihi detana mesatem neshnas amichle amai de amru lo uktehamad. And then the Gemara understood. You figure it out from the way the the Mishnah went back and forth with the debate. You'll understand what the issue of Rabbi the Ezra was. Rabbi the Ezra was saying, bottom line, you can't eat the Temeah. Aye, but it could work. Then you have to say, oh, it must be the work gets 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 diminished when he eats a lot. If we're not worried about the <clears throat> the work, but in the Kanami, if he'll feed him enough where he's not overstuffed, and therefore the work is going to be benefited in the Kanami, it'll be asur according to Bilyaz. 
‫שקלה בתרי"ד ידעו, ‫מאוחדת בליעזר לא שאלי בטומאה, ‫אלא במזונות יתרים. ‫אולי דה אקסטרה, יתרים. ‫כדי לפטמה, ולא בכתי חייה. ‫זה דרש פסדיאפס, ‫אבל אני לא רואה מה שהוא אומר. ‫אוקיי. ‫תודה אמר רבי יצחק בר חנניה אמר וחונה, המודר הנאה מחברו, מותר להשיא לו ביתו. אוקיי, there you go. So guys, מודר הנאה from חברו, but you can give him, you can give him your daughter to marry. You're, you're giving him his daughter. אנחנו חברה רצה נייס הנאה. אבי בא רבי זרע. רבי זרע היה question. also, ירושלמי type of talk. אבי בא רבי זרע. במאי עסקינה, what are you talking? אילמה... If the case is talking about where the father of the brides, Nechasim, are forbidden to the Hatan, which means uh, the Madir is Masid, Biton Ne'ara, and therefore, uh, how could that be permissible? Exactly, you're giving over a, a maid, basically. The, the, the girl's going well, to... Of course. That, that's the way they're going to... That's what that's... That's what it is, basically. That, that, that's a, that's a b'fturush ana'ah. Right? So he says, Ela, b'shenikseh hatan asurin ala bikala. Oh, so it's the reverse. It's the nekasim of the hatan that are forbidden to the father of the kala. Well, if that's the case, gedola mezu amru. What do you mean? There's a big hadush. Forget about giving his daughter in that case. In that case, Zan et tishtov et banav. He could even take care of his children and support his, uh, <coughs> his wife. Ve'afal pishu hayab b'mezonotav. Which means the, the madir is permissible to, to Zan uh, et uh, bit, uh, the, the daughter of the mudar. Even though when she's in the reshut of the mudar, he has to really support her. Ve'at amart. Mutar l'asilo bito, and you're coming along and saying that's mutar to give the daughter over, which means it should be pashut, which means because then he's gonna have to support her. You 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 can even right, you're giving a lie, giving a bill, which means in the case over here with the nixer hatan or asur al bikala. So what what do we say in the mishnah? Our mishnah. Didn't we say that even though he's mudar hana'ah to the guy, <coughs> and he says, I'm not going to give you a hana'ah, but he can give a hana'ah to, the, to his kids. So if I can give a hana'ah to the kids, should I give the wife? Well, he has to support that wife. I'm giving him, like I said, I'm giving him a liability. I'm giving him a bill. So what, what do you, what, what's the case? <coughs> Look at the round. Gedolam Mizu. I'm sorry. Read, start. B'shenikseh hatan asurin al-avi Hakala. That the case is talking about over here where the nechasim of the hatan are forbidden on the father of the bride. Even though basically he's mehaneing me because he's supporting my daughter. So that, that's what the Gemara is assuming. So the Gemara, what are you talking about? Right? 
Right, which means uh, you, you, you're allowed to support his daughter when he's obligated to support. Right? For sure, he can be uh, Zan after she gets married. So I'm reading again in the Gemara. Habiba, starting again from that. Habiba to be Zerah. They might ask you now, what's the case of this Mudar Hana'a where you're allowed to give the daughter over? If it's talking about where the father of the brides, are forbidden to the Hatan, so then, uh, so he's giving him a benefit. What's the benefit? He's giving him a wife. He's giving him a Shifcha the Shamesho. And since the Nechasim of the, of the father of the bride, or Asurin on the Hatan, the Hatan is getting a Hana'a. Uh, That's clear. Elan, it's reverse way. Shenechse Hatan, Asurin ala bikala. That the Nechasim of the Hatan are uh, forbidden uh, to the father of the Kala. So basically, what we're assuming that uh, when he gives over his daughter, the Abi Kala is getting a Hana'a. Because now he's supporting. Uh, his daughter, so the Gemara is saying, what are you talking about? He was allowed to support directly, his, directly when, when, he, when he had an obligation to support his daughter. The Hatam the, 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 the was able to support it. So now, when he had, it's his responsibility, local Let's give names. Ruben and Shimon. Shimon is allowed to be uh, uh, support the Uben's daughters, even though it's the Uben's obligation. And we said that that's okay. Even though the Uben is not allowed to have Hana'ah from Shimon. Again, the Uben was not allowed to have Hana'ah from Shimon. And we still said Shimon could support the Uben's kids. daughters, kids. Mm-hmm. So therefore, if that's the case, so therefore, you need to come and tell me, that for sure, the uh, Uben... Uh, can marry uh, uh, Shimon's daughter. Well, now it's the Uben's responsibility. I, I, I can support uh, things that he's obligated to do. That's not a problem. So certainly taking his daughter, what does that mean? Now it's my responsibility. So I'm because I'm taking care of his daughter. I can take, I put it this way. I can take care of his daughter when it's his responsibility. So I can't take care of his daughter when it's my responsibility? <laughs> That's really the question. Look at what I'm saying. So we're going back to the first assumption that the nechassim of the father of the bride are asurim al hatan. So the chavra, how can he give him his daughter? He's giving him a maid. No, ubito bogeret. She's a bogeret already, and uh, a bogeret is already a little older, and she gets married on her own. And uh, she doesn't need her father's uh, permission. And therefore, midata. So he didn't give her a hana'a. She, 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 she did it. We thought she was a ketana originally. And therefore, what? The guy is giving over the daughter to marry. So therefore, I'm mehaneh. No. She's doing it on her own. Can't, can't stop. Uh, 
תניא נמאחה, עמודר הנאה מחברו, אסור להשיא לו ביתו, בתומין שקטנה או נערה, אבל משיאו ביתו בוגרת ומדעתה. Yeah, because Ketana meaning is... Uh, yeah, he's not giving her anything. Right, he, he, she's going on her own. She's going on her own at the end of the day. Look, look at the Dan. Ubito Bogeret. First white line. De lo ihu kamasarla. That's the key. He did not moser it. Elahi ma'atzma. Umidata. What's it umidata? Ta'ma kayahiv lemilte. It's the same thing. What's the Gemara's language over here? Gemara says... That's what it is. Mm-hmm. The is explaining why it's, what, what, what the hetet is over here. That's, that's the pshat, because it's medata, so the father which means the father cannot be the uh, Shadchan over here. It's got to be Bidata. Because if the, if, the, if, the, if, the, if, the, if the father was the broker over here, mm-hmm. so he's being Mehane. So that means Bidata. She's doing it on her own without any intervention of the father. <laughs> right. So, right. So Bidata is not just saying how it's normally done, it's saying how it has to be done in this case. And we're still calling that he's giving him his daughter. Because that's what he said. Yeah, right, right, right. Because by the way, he's marching her down the aisle. Yeah, yeah, but it's, 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 she's doing it willingly. She, it's, she had to give the green light. He's, he's right. a good point. It's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 All right, we'll stop here. Shabbat's coming. <laughs>